Thank you, Lord, for giving to me thy great salvation so rich and free. Take your Bibles, if you will, this morning, turn to the book of Psalm. Book of Psalm, chapter Psalm 37. Psalm 37. I want us to begin reading in verse, just two verses, read verse number four and verse number five of Psalm 37. The Bible says, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Let's bow and pray. Father, we love you. We thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Lord, I pray that you'd bless the reading of the Word of God. Thank you for what we have already heard. Lord, I pray that you would just move amongst us and help us to to uplift and magnify Christ. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I want us to look this morning at at, uh, and ask you the question of what is your desire? Now, the word desire means to long for, it means to, uh, to wish earnestly. And, and all of us this morning, no doubt, all of us have different desires. Uh, um, probably if we were to go around the room for, uh, for a little bit this morning, some would say, well, you know, I, I, I wished I could have a new car or a new house or um, this, that, or uh, one another. Some of you may even wish you had a new spouse. Uh, um, I, I'm not sure. Um, just don't go looking for a new spouse in church. Somebody say amen right there. And um, so I'm just playing. But regardless of, we all have different desires. We, um, we, we work for things and we save up money and we, have, we see things that we want. And, and you know, we as Americans are really spoiled because the reality of it is, is, is there's not much we desire that we don't have. Um, mo- most of us have everything that we desire and probably even more. So I- I'm not necessarily talking about physical things. I'm not talking about things that, um, uh, worldly things, uh, because one of, the, one of these days all those things, as the Bible says, are going to melt with fervent heat. Uh, the house that, that you and I worked so hard for to keep up and to, uh, to make it nice and the, the vehicles and all those things that we uh, we go back and forth and spend money on to try to try to um, impress people and uh, all that stuff. One of these days, all that's going to be done away with. It's going to be it's going to burn up. But I, I want us to think this morning about spiritual desires, and and it should be as much as we desire physical things. Uh, as believers, we all de- we ought to desire spiritual things. There ought to be things in your spiritual life uh, that you desire. I remember uh, several years ago uh, when I first got into the ministry, I, I began to, or God called me into the ministry, I, I began to um, listen to older preachers. And, and um, I, if I begin to name names, some of you would probably recognize the names. And, and I, I begin to think, man, I want what they have. I want to be able to stand up in front of a crowd of people and, and open up the Word of God and preach what the way they preach. And, and be able to examine the Scripture and learn from the Scripture and, and be able to, to reach people like they have reached. And, and so I, I begin to pray and begin to ask the Lord to, 
to give to to give those spiritual desires to me, and and so God wants us uh, to to have to have those desires. But beyond that, God wants to give us those desires. But He wants to give them only if they are according to His will. And so I want you to notice as we look at these, these two verses, number one, I want you to notice the condition um, for God meeting these desires. Uh, first of all, we find in verse number four, there's this word that oftentimes uh, uh, we see, but we really don't, we really don't uh, look at it the way it is, is meant to be looked at. And it is the word delight. Now when we think about delight, we think of happiness, we think of, of excitement. And, and, I, I, and if you think that that is all that word means, I, I'm not going to argue with you. But if you look up that word using a, a Bible dictionary, the word delight goes beyond excitement. It goes beyond uh, joy or it goes beyond happiness. But it is oftentimes defined as being soft and pliable. So I want you to think about that word delight, meaning being soft and pliable. Isn't it amazing that the Bible makes this statement? He says, delight thyself in the Lord, and He, will, um, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. And so not to damage the text, but just to put the meaning of the word desire in there would say being soft and pliable to the Lord, and He shall give thee the desires of thine heart. And so we think about this being soft and deniable, uh, soft and pliable. Uh, the, the Christian's theme song ought to be a song that we teach kids in Sunday school. But it seems like when we get older, we forget about the song, and it is that He's still working on me. There ought to be a sign upon my heart. Don't judge me yet, for there's an unfinished part. And, and he go, it goes on to say, it took him just a week to make the moon and the stars, uh, the sun and the earth and Jupiter and Mars. But reality of it is, is he's still working on us. I, I'm not what I'm going to be, and thank God I'm not what I used to be. And because God is still working on all of us. And so that ought to be uh, the song, our testimony song. And we find in Isaiah 64, verse number 8, the Bible says, But now, O Lord, Thou art our father, we are the clay. Thou art our potter, and we are all the work of thine hand. And so we find that this first word in, the wor in, this, in this verse uh, is teaching us to let God mold us and make us into his image. Uh, to let the God be the potter and us to be the clay. And God to take it and put it on his potter's wheel and make it to be what he wants it to be. So we see the desire here, or the delighting. But also notice something about these desires. Uh, we find there again that God wants to give us the desires of our heart. But we have to understand that these desires have to be inside the will of God. Notice what James chapter 4, verse number 3 says. Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lust. And so in James, God tells us the reason you don't have some of the things that you ask for is not because I don't want to give them to you. It's not because God doesn't want to bless us with it. It's because when we're asking God for those things, it's not so that we can use those things to honor and glorify Him. It's so that it can satisfy our own lust and our own desires. 
And so, when, so a lot of times people will use Psalm 37 and they will, they will say, well, see, or they, they will say, see, God wants to give me my desires of my heart, but when I'm asking God for this, He's not giving it to me. And so then the devil then comes and begins to say, see, God's a liar. God said he, he will give you the desires of your heart, but you're asking for this, and God keeps saying no. So God's word must not be able to be trusted. But that is not at all the case. You and I have to understand that our desires have to match His will. And if our desires match His will, then He will give us the desires of our heart. And so I want us to think about that just this morning. I want us to think about there again we see the delighting being soft and pliable. But this word desires, there again, as I've already said, God wants to give us our desires, but you and I have to allow God to mold and make us. So we see the condition here. But then we see the craving. Now here, here's, don't miss this. If you and I really want God to give us the desires of our heart, you and I have to have the same desires that God has. There again, the reason you and I don't get a lot what we pray for is because our desires are not in His will. But if our desires are in His will, He will always give us our desires. And so I begin to think about that. What are some things that God desires? Well, we know that God is God and He has everything. And He is all-powerful. He is all-knowing. All he is all, always present. But as you go through the Scripture you'll find there's some things that the Scripture tells us God desires. And so if we, want, if we want God to give our heart's desires, our heart's desires have to line up with God's heart's desires. So very quickly, I want you to notice a few things that the Scripture says God desires. Number one, we'll find that one of the most important things that God desires is for all to be saved. Second Peter chapter number 3, verse number 9 says, The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but is longsuffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Isn't it good to know this morning that we have a God that did not sit in heaven and pick this certain group of people and reject that certain group of people and said this color can come and that color can come or this, this, this nation can come but that nation can come but as it already has been said aren't you glad we have a God that for God so loved who? The world that, that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. And so the first desire that God has is the desire for all men, women, boys and girls uh, to be saved. You say, but what if? There is no but what ifs with God when it comes to salvation. There is no, no one too wicked and there's no one too good that does not need salvation. 
So we see the first desire of God is for all to be saved. But second desire of God is for us to worship and to love Him. We find there again a lot of times people say, well, you ask, you ask people, do you know God or do you know Jesus? And they say, yeah, I know Him. But reality of it is, is they just have a head knowledge. But they really don't have a heart knowledge of who Jesus is. The Bible says in the book of James, chapter number 2, of verse number 19, Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. It is, God, it is not God's desire for us just to know Him mentally. It is not God's desire for us just to know of Him. But it is God's desire for us to know Him in a sense of having an intimate, a personal relationship with Him. We find God wants us to love and to worship Him. Deuteronomy chapter number 6, verse number 4 and 5 says this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. There again we think about worshiping and loving, loving God. Can you love someone and not want to spend time with them? You can't, can you? If you really love someone, you want to spend time with them. I remember when me and, me and KK first started dating, um, we had never seen each other when we began to, began to talk. And some of y'all are probably thinking, uh, thinking crazy. We, regardless of what I say, we didn't meet on the Internet. I use that as a joke, and she gets mad every time I say it. Um, but she was in prison, and uh, chaplain, I just, just kidding. Prison was the connection, believe it or not. But she wasn't in prison. I was in prison. I was just preaching in the prison. Um, and, so, and so through a mutual friend, we got introduced. And, and so I, I remember uh, the days leading up to us meeting. And, and, um, you know, and then when she finally met me, it was love at first sight for her. And she, she set out to chase me. I hope it's cleared up by the time I go home or I'm going to get struck by lightning. But for me, it was love at first sight. KK, not so much. But I, I can remember, I mean, it was an eight-hour drive from Waco, Texas to my house. And I, I can remember when I would leave Waco and begin to head home, that was the longest trip of my life. Because what I loved, I was leaving there. And I could not wait till next time I was heading that direction. I didn't mind driving eight hours because of because I, I loved her. And I wanted to spend time with her. And so to say we love someone and not want to spend time with them is really, to, is really impossible. And so God not only desires for all men to be saved, but God desires for us to spend time with Him. Because He loves us. And we should love Him. And if we love Him, we'll spend time with Him. 
You know, some of the greatest times I've had with God has not been in a church service. But some of the sweetest times I've had with God has just been in a vehicle going down the road. And it's, sometimes it's been not even me talking to Him. But just in the silence, He began to talk to me. And so God won't, desires that. But not only does God desire for all men to be saved and for men to uh, love Him and to worship Him, but God's desire is for us to put Him first in our life. I mean, I don't think you'll disagree with me on this. The very first commandment that He gave was what? Thou shalt have no other gods before me. God will not be second place to anyone or anything. And so it is God's will and God's desire for those that love Him to put Him first. Above the children, above the spouse, above the job, above the church is where God is supposed to be. It, it, when, when, remember what Jesus was teaching His disciples. He said, unless you hate your mother, you cannot follow Me. It does not mean that you ought to have ill will towards your mother, but what He's saying is, is that your love for me should be so strong that when it is compared to the love of someone else, it looks like hate. That your love for me should be so strong. But isn't it amazing that in 2023 we find ourselves oftentimes putting God on the back burner, oftentimes using God as a spare tire, but his desire is to be number one. Not only is it for men to be saved and for us to love and to worship him and for us to put him first, but it's for us to obey his word. John 14 and 15 says, If you love me, keep my commandments. And Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words. He that loveth not me keepeth not my sayings, and the word which ye hear is not mine, but that the Father's which sent me. 1 John 5, 2 and 3 says this, By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep His commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep His commandments. And notice this phrase, And His commandments are not grievous. The commands of God are not to bring us sorrow, as oftentimes, we see, as oftentimes we think. But the commandments of God are given to us so that we can live a life that is prosperous and a life that is pleasing to Him. So God's desire is for all men to be saved and for men to love and to worship Him, for Him to be number one, for men to keep His commandments or His words. But then also we find that it's God's desire for us to love others. Matthew 22, verse number 37 and 40 says this, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Paul said this in 1 Corinthians chapter number 3, chapter number 13, verse number 3, And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my burned and have not charity which it which means love it profiteth me nothing Paul says if I give everything I have to the poor 
And if I give, when he says, when I, if I give my body to be burned, he's meaning if I, give, if I give my life to be a martyr. If I die for the cause of Christ, but I have not charity or I have not love, me giving my goods and me being a martyr, it profiteth nothing. It means nothing. So what are you trying to say, preacher? I'm trying to say God puts a high emphasis on us loving Him. After all, did He not put a high, pay a high price to prove that He loved us? So it is God's will that He wants to give us the desires of our heart. But there again, as it has been said, God wants us to get the desires of our heart. He wants them to match His desires. So my question is this morning, do you want God to give you the desires of your heart? If you want God to give you the desires of your heart, why don't you, why don't you find you a place to pray and hear a minute and say, God, make my desires your desires. Why don't you make, or I should, say it like, I should have said it like this, make your desires my desires. If, if, if you will make your desires my desires, I know it'll be in the will of God, and I know then I'll get the desires of my heart. You know what our desires, ought to, spiritual desires ought to be? It ought to be that we see people come to know Christ. Our spiritual desires ought to be that we love God with everything we have and worship God every, everything we, with everything we have. Our desires should be that we put God first above everything in anybody. And it ought to be that we, uh, we desire to keep the words of God. If God said it, regardless of what, it settles it. But then it, our, our desire ought to be also that of loving other people. Not condoning sin, but loving people. I never will forget, I, when I was in Bible college, we had this young man come from Honduras. And he come to the States just simply for Bible college. Someone had um, sponsored him to come and paid his tuition. And we had, we had uh, what they called five-minute sermons. I never did do well on those things. But they would give you a piece of paper. The preachers, they, they, would, they would give these preachers a, piece, a slip of paper, and it would have a verse on it. And you, you had about, you, I mean, you just had the song service to prepare. And that verse was what you was to preach on for five minutes. And I never forget what this, this young man, I, I forget exactly what verse he, he had, but him and his broken English stood up, and he said something about the verse, but, but what he said as he began to close, just, just, I mean, cut me deep. And this is what he said. He said, how much do you have to hate a person not to tell them about Christ? And I don't know if he come up with that. I don't know if that's something else he had heard. Regardless of what it was, when he said that, it was like a sword went through my heart. 
because I got to thinking. The greatest thing that's ever happened to me is salvation. But it's the one thing I, I oftentimes don't want to talk to people about. Song leader musicians come. I want to ask you this morning, what is your spiritual desires? There again, God wants to give you those desires. But do they line up with His? I remember when I was growing up and I had all these things that I wanted to do, all these different ideas and things that, that I, I wanted to do. Now, I'm telling you, y'all going to laugh. I'm serious as a heart attack. When I was growing up, I, there again, I grew up in a small town, uh, showed horses, showed cows all my life. And if you would have asked me ninth or 10th grade what I was going to do, with everything in me, I wanted to be the guy at the rodeo that sat in the barrel and told all the jokes. And I'm telling that as Wendy Bagwell, you say that's that's a fact with my hand up. Every year we went to to the Dixie National Rodeo, the biggest rodeo in the South, and and the the he was the rodeo clown. His name was Lethal Harris. Yeah, I mean, I was my hero. I wanted to be just like him. And then, my 12th grade year, I went as far as I could go, and I finally said, Lord, if you want me to preach, that's what I'll do. And April the 9th, 2009, I surrendered my life to preaching. And do you know I've never desired to do anything else since then? I remember when I graduated high school, everybody started, well, where are you going to college? They, there's a junior college there, not too far from the house. and So I, I enrolled summer classes, went to Jones Junior College. And because that's what I was told I should do, and I went that summer and I was miserable. So I, after I finished that, those two classes that summer, it come time to register for the next semester. And if I begin to ask, what are you going to do? I said, I'm not going back. I, I'm not going back to John. Where are you going to go? I don't know. That's not where I need to go. And I remember when I finally began to tell people I'm going to college. This was the number one thing they said. You're going to regret it. Go get your education first and get you a job and then go to Bible college. That's what everybody told me. It's not what God wants. So I went to Bible college. I'm not saying there's anything against going to school and getting a degree for a job. But I'm just telling you, every time I started to take a step to go back to college to, to get a degree, the only thing I thought, I don't want to do anything else. I don't want to do anything else but preach. 
I don't want to do anything else but serve the Lord. For 10 years, I got wrapped up in a business I didn't want to be in. And every day for 10 years, I was miserable because it was keeping me from doing the one thing that I knew I was supposed to do. The second happiest day of my life was when I, when I signed on that dotted line and gave that to somebody else. First, the first greatest day of my life was the day I got saved. The third greatest day was when me and KK got married. Because I was finally free to do what God had put in my heart to do. And I'm just telling you this one. I'm not, I'm just, I can't tell you anything else but other than what I know and what I have experienced. If you have been saved and you're trying to fill that void of serving Christ with anything else, all you're doing is trying to put a square peg in a round hole. It will not work. You say, well, I, this, that, or the other. There's been a lot of times I've scratched my head and I thought, I don't know what's, gonna, what's next. But God has always been faithful. God has always been true. And you know what? That day when I finally gave gave it up and said God I'm yours all those other things didn't seem as important as they used to and some of you are running yourself ragged you know what you're supposed to do but you're trying to do what you know you're supposed to do and then what you want to do and the two's not matching up I can't, I can't tell you that the life of serving Christ fully and completely will be without heartache and be without bumps. But I can testify that I've not missed a meal, I've not missed a payment, and I've not had to walk anywhere because I didn't have a vehicle. God has truly supplied every need. And this morning, if you'll pray and you'll ask God make his desires your desires there's no telling what God can do through you and do with you if you're here and you're, you don't know Christ you've never been saved you can try every way in the book to make it work but there's only one way you'll get saved and that's the way that God made through faith in His finished work on Calvary. For He hath made Him to be sin for us, talking about Jesus who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. This morning, if you have never been saved, if you'll get saved, Begin to let God's desires become your desires. Boy, you'll have the time of your life. 
And for us that are saved, if you'll let God's desires become your desires, you'll find contentment, you'll find joy, you'll find whatever you're looking for. But as long as your desires does not line up with God's desires, it's going to be a war. It's going to be a conflict. This morning, what is your spiritual desire? You want God to use you? God wants to use you. But God will only use you according to His will. If you'll pray, you'll ask God, God, I'm tired of my desires calling the shots. God, I want your desires to call the shots. Delight thyself in the Lord, and He shall give thee the desires of thine heart. God, make your desires. Make them mine. Help me to be soft and help me to be pliable in your will.